the holy name of Jesus. Amen. When you enter into a new relationship, no matter who it is with, co-worker, neighbor, friend, future spouse, there's a growing closer that happens. First, there's an exchange of names, then probably a handshake. Then you begin to open up with one another. And finally, over time, there is a getting to know of one another. During this Easter season, there is also a progression of intimacy as it relates to Jesus and the church. First at Easter, Jesus and Mary Magdalene exchanges names. Next, Jesus appears before Thomas and touches his hand. Then, last week, Jesus appears before the twelve and opens up his story to them in the Holy Scriptures. And today, Jesus, the Good Shepherd, lays down next to them. Jesus' love keeps growing and closing the distance between God and man between all of us in the church. If my daughter's illustrated Bibles are any indicator of how we actually see Jesus as the Good Shepherd, then we see him with flowing robes, obedient, cuddly lambs, and green pastures. The Good Shepherd's love, as defined by these Bibles, is defined in terms of being serene, idyllic, and charming. Problem is, it's not true. It's not reality. At least this is what my Australian and Irish friends have told me who have family sheep farms. Their descriptions of a shepherd's love are very different. They speak of hard work, calloused hands, and danger. And that's probably more true to the shepherd of Jesus' time. Shepherds then worked in the midst of wild animals, including wolves, sheep stealers, rough terrain, and inclement weather. And this is probably the picture that John chapter 10 actually reflects. The bland stuffed animal image gives way to a picture of tension where the good shepherd loves his sheep by taking hold of them, naming them, holding them back from danger while fighting off wolves and laying down in the dirt next to them. I think our understanding of the purpose of love is also like our illustrated Bible's image of the good shepherd probably fits the cover of a romance novel more than reality. It's an image of two people who are beautiful with chiseled bodies, embracing each other, leaning in to kiss one another, all the while riding bareback on a white horse into the sunset. In its cleanness, it's almost fake because it's so remote, and that would be true. That image of love isn't the pinnacle that our Lord is giving to us 
today. Rather, Jesus says today, For this reason the Father loves me, because I lay down my life in order for me to take it up again. Death, resurrection. In John chapter 3, verse 16 also says something similar. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, death, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have eternal life. Resurrection. Love isn't about gliding along on a horse with your perfect body kissing your lover. Rather, love is all about giving up everything in order to close the gap between God and man and between all of us here today. Love isn't serene, idyllic, or charming. Rather, it is action, giving up everything and sacrificial. Love means growing closer and closer to one another through whatever comes our way, whether it be a wolf or simply the dirt that we roll around in. For the Gospel of John, Jesus' death and resurrection is his love that he gives to us. The love of the shepherd laying down his life for the sheep is quite a subversive idea, though. If this is the love Christ actually gives to us, then it means that we can't simply love people out there by remaining in our pew. Rather, the love of Christ that lives in us actually pushes us out. Pushes us out into the world to love those sheep that are Christ's fold, but who haven't been brought into it yet. It is by Jesus laying down his life, intimately sacrificial, that we know who the good shepherd is and what he's doing to us, in us, and through us. It is only when the love we need, the love of Christ, takes us beyond our myopic view of life that we actually receive what God has for us. Love that is embodied in sacrificial living gives us the only insight into what the resurrection life really is. Perhaps this is why so many people in our culture really have no comprehension of the power of the resurrection. Because they have a tough time seeing it in the church. The thing is, though, in the Holy Eucharist today, you will receive that kind of love. That is the power of the resurrection. It is in the Holy Eucharist where we're given such a love as the death and resurrection of Jesus. The body and blood of Jesus gives us this fervent love so that when we leave the altar, we actually embody love as living sacrifices who lay down our lives for others. And this is the best kind of love. This is the best way to love because this is the way people need to be loved. Because this is precisely how Jesus Christ loved us.
as we leave the Eucharist to passionately love one another, it would be good for us to exchange names, shake hands, open up our stories to one another, and then lay our lives down for each other so that the love of God in Christ Jesus would actually be embodied here at St. John. Then those who are not of the fold would be brought along too into the one flock under the one shepherd. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.